Before we start our story, we invite you to join the Circle Round Club. As a member, you can get ad-free episodes, bonus bedtime stories, early access to Circle Round events, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Join now and support the public radio podcast you love at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Think about something that you would consider priceless. Maybe it's a big warm hug from a grown-up you love, or a super fun play date with a friend. In today's tale, we'll hear about a priceless mango tree whose worth can't be measured in money, or even in mangoes. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called Mangoes in the Middle. It originally comes from India and features a beloved character you may remember from our season three story, The Nine Sticks, Beer Ball. Some really great people came together to bring you our telling of this tale, including actor, rapper, singer, and songwriter Utkarsh Ambudkar, whom you kids might recognize from Mira Royal Detective on Disney Junior, Godmothered on Disney Plus, Tom and Jerry on HBO Max, and Unleashed on Nickelodeon. You grown-ups might know Utkarsh from such films as Brittany Runs a Marathon and We Are Freestyle Love Supreme. So, circle around, everyone, for Mangoes in the Middle. Beerball was the advisor to a powerful emperor long ago. With a mind as quick as a falcon's flight and a wit as sharp as a porcupine's quill, Beerball advised the emperor on all matters big and small. But when Beerball wasn't at the emperor's side, he was holding court as a judge. Citizens journeyed from across the empire to argue their cases before Beerball, and the keen, cunning fellow always found a clever way to settle the dispute. One spring morning, Beerball was approached by two neighbors, a carpenter and a weaver. The men lived next door to each other in a village not far from the palace, and between their houses stood a mango tree, which the carpenter claimed was his. The tree is mine, Your Honor. And the weaver claimed was his. No, 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 Your Honor, that tree belongs to me. As Beerball leaned forward in his chair, with his elbow on his knee and his chin in his hand, The men explained that the mango tree had recently borne fruit, far more fruit than usual. And now that its branches were bursting with hundreds of ripe, succulent mangoes, the carpenter insisted he should harvest them. You see, Your Honor, I've been watering that tree ever since it was a sapling. All those juicy, delicious mangoes are mine. But the weaver disagreed. My neighbor is telling you a falsehood, Your Honor. I planted that tree the day my daughter was born. I have nurtured it for more than 20 years now. That fruit belongs to me. Beerball leaned back in his chair and stroked his chin. He closed his eyes for a moment. When he opened them again, he fixed the men with a stern gaze. Gentlemen, now that I've heard your arguments, I will need some time to think this case through. Please return to the palace first thing tomorrow, and I will deliver my verdict. That night, while the rest of the palace slumbered, B. 
Beerball snuck out of his room and into the hallway. A full moon shone through the windows, casting long shadows as Beerball crept along corridors and tiptoed down stairways. When he reached the servants' quarters, he slipped inside and quietly rummaged through a drawer of clothing. He pulled on some pants, put on a shirt and cap, then hurried off to the stables, where he mounted one of the emperor's horses. He tugged at the horse's reins, then galloped off to the village where the carpenter and weaver lived. Beerball halted his horse in front of the two men's houses. Indeed, smack dab in the middle was the mango tree, its thick green leaves and plump red fruit shimmering in the moonlight. My, 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 you are quite a specimen, aren't you? Now I see why the carpenter and weaver are fighting so hard. But trust me, they won't be fighting for long. Beerball hopped off the horse, then crossed the carpenter's yard. When he reached the house, he banged on the door and called out in a disguised voice. Carpenter! Carpenter! Come quick! Thieves are stealing your mangoes! They're picking them right off your tree! Soon there won't be any left! At first, no one answered. It was well past midnight, after all. But then Beerball heard the carpenter's gruff voice growling through the closed door. Look, whoever you are, you can go away. It's the middle of the night, and I am not about to bandy with some rascals over a silly tree. Now get out of here and leave me be. Let a man sleep in peace. Beerball smiled to himself. Then he retraced his steps across the carpenter's yard and hurried to the weaver's house, where, again, he banged on the door and called out, Weaver! Weaver! Come quick! Thieves are stealing your mangoes! They're picking them right off your tree! Soon there won't... But before Beerball could utter another word, the door of the house burst open, and the weaver came rushing out, his hair tousled and his eyes wide. He blinked at the man standing before him. Clearly, he had no idea this stranger dressed in servant's clothing was Beerball. Oh, kind sir, thank you for waking me up. Would you believe I planted that mango tree when my daughter was born and nurtured it ever since? Now it's like a second child to me. Come, help me defend it. Beerball joined the weaver as he raced to the mango tree and sprinted around its hearty trunk, craning his head this way and that, looking for the roustabouts who were pilfering his mangoes. Eventually, he stopped dashing about and scratched his head. Huh, I guess we frightened the thieves away. But who knows if they'll return. I'm going to climb up and hide in the branches. If those plunderers come back, I'll be ready. Thanks for your assistance, friend. Then the weaver scrambled up the trunk and perched on a long limb, prepared to guard the tree all night. Beerball tipped his cap at the weaver, then hopped onto his horse and returned to the palace. He crept back to his room, where he changed out of his servant's garb and into his pajamas. Then he plopped down on his bed and stretched out beneath the covers, his ankles crossed, his hands folded, his face beaming. The carpenter and the weaver have no idea how helpful they were tonight. There's just one more test I want to put them through. And only one of them can possibly pass.
What do you think Beer Ball is cooking up? And who do you think is the true owner of the mango tree? We'll find out after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get back to our story, have you heard about the Circle Round Club? It's a super fun way to support the public radio podcast you love and get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with special Circle Round Club swag, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, ad-free episodes, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Sign up now at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today, our story is called Mangoes in the Middle. Before the break, two neighbors, a carpenter and a weaver, were arguing about who owned the mango tree that grew between their houses. They brought their case to wise, witty Beerball. And that night, disguised as a common citizen... Beerball visited both men and told them someone was stealing mangoes from the tree. The carpenter just grumbled and went back to bed. But the weaver came rushing outside and guarded the tree for the rest of the night by perching on one of its branches. The next morning, as instructed, the neighbors returned to the palace. Beerball noticed that the carpenter looked especially cocky and the weaver looked especially weary. Shadowy bags hung under his eyes, and his hair was sprinkled with twigs and leaves. Welcome back, gentlemen. I appreciate you giving me extra time to consider your case. The carpenter stuck out his chest and placed his hand on his heart. Well, it wasn't easy waiting all this time, of course, but it was the least we could do. The weaver bowed his head. Actually, it is we who should be thanking you, Your Honor. After all... You're the one who took time to hear our case and decide who is the tree's rightful owner. Beerball nodded and scratched his chin. Yes, about that. You see, I'm afraid I wasn't quite able to come to a decision about which one of you owns the tree. The carpenter looked confused. The weaver looked crestfallen. But I don't want to disappoint you. So here is what I propose. I will send my servants to your village where they will gather all the mangoes from the tree. They will count every last piece of fruit, then divide them equally between the two of you. After that, my woodsmen will cut down the tree and chop it into firewood. That wood will also be divided equally between the two of you. What do you say? The carpenter clapped his hands with delight. 
I say that would be wonderful, Your Honor. A most fair and just decision, sir. Beerball waited for the weaver to respond, but the man stayed silent. Well, how about you, weaver? Do you agree to the deal? Half of the fruit, half of the wood? Your neighbor here says it would be fair and just. What do you think? At first, the weaver said nothing. Then he took a deep breath and looked Beerball right in the eye. With all due respect, Your Honor, I think the deal is anything but fair and just. Beerball cocked his head. Oh? And why would you say such a thing, Weaver? Well, Your Honor, it's like I told you yesterday. I planted that tree 20 years ago, the day my daughter was born. And just as I've watched my daughter grow, I've watched that tree grow. I've watered its roots. I've trimmed its branches. I've given it my love and care. And in return, that tree has provided me and my family with cool shade on hot days, fresh fruit after a long winter. It's even given us sweet music, thanks to the countless birds who have built their nests in the crooks of its sturdy limbs. The weaver paused, then shook his head and slumped his shoulders. Your Honor, I can't bear to see that tree chopped down and turned into firewood. So, please, if you must, give the tree to the carpenter. He can have it. I'd rather let it go than see it die. Beerball gazed at the weaver. The man's eyes were misty with tears. Well, actually, weaver, you won't have to do either. What? You won't have to let the tree go, and you won't have to see it die. Because of your affection for that tree... Because of the love you've shown, the care you've shown, the hard work, the effort, it is more than apparent to this court that the rightful owner is you. Case dismissed. The deceitful carpenter gritted his teeth and stomped out of the room. The honest weaver, meanwhile, breathed a sigh of relief. The grateful man offered to give Beerball half of his mango harvest as a token of his appreciation, but Beerball said no. Instead, he asked the weaver to donate half of his mango seeds and plant a community orchard right there on the palace grounds. That way, everyone could enjoy cool shade on hot days, fresh fruit after a long winter, and the sweet music of birdsong for generations to come. Now it's your turn. Can you think of a time when you practiced honesty? A time when you acted or spoke truthfully? Find a grown-up and tell them the story of what happened. Share what was going on at the moment, what you decided to do, and whether or not it was easy to be honest. Because sometimes, let's face it, being truthful can be a challenge. When you're done sharing, ask your grown-up to tell you about a time they practiced honesty. Then, if you'd like, you can both draw pictures to go with your stories and share them with us on Instagram. Grownups, our handle is at Circle Round Podcast.
This week's story, Mangoes in the Middle, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Amory Sievertson. Circle Round's original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Han. Want to color while you listen? Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for all 100-plus Circle Round stories, and you can print them out and color them in. Ask a grown-up to visit our website, wbur.org slash circleround, and click on Soundtrack and Coloring Pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, Theodore Chin, Ryan Shrime, and Utkarsh Mbudkar. Kids, you can see and hear Udkarsh Mbudkar in Mira Royal Detective on Disney Junior, Godmothered on Disney+, Plus, Tom and Jerry on HBO Max, and Unleashed on Nickelodeon. And grown-ups, check out Utkarsh in Brittany Runs a Marathon, and We Are Freestyle Love Supreme. Our featured instrument this week was the Bulbul Tarang, a stringed Indian instrument with keys that look like a typewriter. You can learn more about the Bulbul Tarang and see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing one on our website. Once more, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Never want to miss an episode of Circle Round? Why not subscribe? Grown-ups, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us some stars, write us a review, or just tell your friends about the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, I'm Olive, and I live in Arlington, Massachusetts, and my favorite Circle Round story is The Noblest Tale. Hi, my name is Rocket, and I live in the Philippines, and my favorite Circle Round story is The Perfect Partnership. Hello, my name is Suzanne, and I live in Arlington, Massachusetts, and my favorite Circle Round is The Sultan's Fix. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.